Hello and welcome to Gist Arena. All we do here is gist, gist, gist and gist. We definitely never get tired of gisting. I trust that you have been enjoying our previous episodes so far. You know, we've um, been able to bring... Um, male guest at least to get um another perspective you know a uh, another gender perspective to um issues that we've discussed here and you would agree with me that their point of view have been um wonderful a bit of um, fresh hair and uh, you know they've just been all around wonderful today we have another interesting topic to discuss um so today we're going to be discussing about um inviting your in-laws no not even inviting <laughs> just when your in-laws come to live with you when you are married so if you're the husband here um, it could be when your wife's um, siblings come to stay with you if you're the wife here when your husband's um, siblings come to stay with you and when they don't do anything you know um you should just should you speak up or should you keep quiet you know like should you say anything should you bring it to the attention of your spouse and all of that so we'll be discussing that and many more so first let me start with this after what do you think about um your spouse's sibling coming to live with you after you've just after you're after you're married now if you think it is okay for them to come and stay with you after how long in the marriage can they come you know i you know there's this thing about all newlyweds they need to explore they need their own space if you think so um do you think that they should, you know you, should, you know people should wait maybe a month or two or a couple of weeks before coming and um if if they do come is there a stipulated amount of time that they should be allowed to stay and you know, sort, of, sort of allow the couple have their own time. What do you think about this? And then we'll take it up from there. So over to you, Adenike and Ayatunde. Hi everyone, it's good to be here again to gist, gist and gist. Thank you, Cynthia, for that question. Well, I think that there are times that there may be need for a sibling, a parent, a family member, you know, to visit or to stay um, with a couple over a period of time as occasion demands. So for me, it's not a question of can they come? I mean, not even in this Africa. <laughs> All right. But then I actually think it happens, you know, everywhere. There are situations where um, a family member might just need to visit or to um, stay with a couple, you know, for one reason or the other. Now, if we're talking about a newlywed couple and whether um, they should take some time, you know, to be with themselves, you know, for a, a, a period before they start allowing people, you know, to come over to live with them or to spend, you know, a few days or whatever it is with them. Um, I would say that it's actually nice and um, I think it is necessary that um or it's important that they um settle into you know married life first you know they have a hang of it 
um they are allowed to enjoy their um honeymoon phase you know and all of that before uh people start knocking on their door to come spend the weekend or to stay over you know for one reason or the other but then the truth is you know there are different dynamics there are different situations there are different scenarios so um there might actually be a case where you know this couple we need to take in a sibling you know even a parent as the case may be or a family member you know just uh, um almost as soon as they um tied the knot and um so w- what happens in that case now that takes me to um for me what seems to be the main issue or the bone of contention i actually think that why a lot of uh, a lot of couples would have friction in their relationship is because the person that has come to stay with them does not know is our boundary or our boundaries okay like if you go to visit someone or if you go to live with someone you should be able to maintain your boundary there is really no relationship that has no boundary okay so the fact that someone is a sibling or someone is your child or whatever the person is to you does not mean that you should get to their house and then start behaving anyhow all right as if it's your house no it's not your house and no this person is now you know living with another person making a home with another person so you don't you you don't get there and start behaving like maybe you were behaving before when the person was still single if you were living with a person okay or if you had occasion to stay with a person okay this person is now um joined to someone else and so you should know that um the dynamics will change and then you you just need to be um very sensible and reasonable and um just stay where you are put you know do what you need to do uh be 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 considerate don't be silly all right um just don't i i just think that it's because uh people you know go to stay with um other people and then they start they just start acting in very funny ways and that's when you know um the the friction arises between you know a husband and a wife because if you do something and then the other i mean one you know the spouse probably the one that is not you know your sibling does not feel good about it or the one that is not your child does not feel good about it they can't you don't they can't talk to you they should be able to talk to you actually you know to put you in your place but then of course you know that if they do that that's that already generates a problem because you may now you know say oh i don't like how they talked i mean she or she talked to me and then the other partner too is now trying to mediate and then you know it's not causing wahala i feel if people will just know their boundaries like maintain your lane when you go to live with somebody else don't be just don't be silly if people will do that there won't be so much you know friction that's what i think and um well how long should they stay ah again that one is um na condition go determine i mean 
it's not, um, there is really no, I don't think that there is a one size fits all answer here. Because again, it depends on the situation. It depends on why the person needs to come, you know, to stay over in the first place. But I really, really actually say that we need to give, you know, couples um, um, as much space as we can. I think it's important. Okay. Because, you know, just let them be. You can visit and all of that, but don't be a burden, Sha. If, if, I mean, if it's possible, you know, to, to, to just stay in your house. I mean, again, there might be exceptions, but I think they need, you know, space as much as they can get. Thank you. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Doc. Hi, everyone. Good to be gisting again today. Thank God for another week. Thank God for another opportunity to gist. Thank God for breath, for the air. Thank God for everything we have today. Okay, so today we want to talk about um, couples. When couples just get married, should people come and live with them? Hmm. There's the ideal answer and there's the real answer. Sorry, again, I'm an engineer. So for those of us that have gone to that did some of those physics, it was chemistry, yeah. real gases and ideal gases. There's the ideal situation and then there's the situation that we find ourselves in. So ideally, I would say that couples should give themselves a bit of time to blend, to become one before they start bringing in external parties. In an ideal world, that's what I would say. But we know that we don't live in an ideal world. The reason why I would advocate for people giving themselves a bit of time before they start bringing in third parties is that um, you need time to blend because you're coming from different backgrounds and all. And when there's a third party, you tend to not truthfully express yourself. But having said that, there's the real-life situation. We have real cases. For example, your cousin got a new job and the person has, is coming to your town to stay. Typically, they'll probably want to stay with you instead of maybe a hotel or something. You know, So a couple of things come up. But what I would expect is that whoever's relative is coming to stay with the newlywed should be the one to kind of ensure that the relatives, the relative understand that there are house rules and it's not the way it used to be when they were just bumping and when you were a bachelor or a spinster, the rules have changed. So I'll give a personal example. Um, by the time we were planning to get married, my husband was living alone. But um, I was a bit uncomfortable with that because, you know, there will be days when you'll be trying to reach him and you don't know what is or what's going on. And also I recommended that his cousin should come and stay with him. And uh, it turned out that by the time we got married, the cousin was not able to move out as quickly as we thought it, it would happen. And he stayed with us for a while. So obviously we we started from the one with having someone in the house, but we managed it a bit. I don't know whether successfully or unsuccessfully in the sense that once in a while, the cousin would maybe go for a holiday somewhere. And also sometimes we'll get the house to ourselves, but uh, not ideal, but real life situations, things happen. But ideally, if you have the, if you, if you can influence it, I would say as much as possible, Give yourselves a bit of time where both of you have 
kind of reach some form of equilibrium before you start inviting others to join you to live in the same house with you and all because some many times it puts a strain on the relationship. Um, I agree with the both of you when you say that um, there are some situations where um, it's just really inevitable and um, someone, you know, a sibling or you know, a parent or either spouse would have to come stay with the family. And in those situations, you know, you just have to make it work. And, um, you know, <laughs> you, just, you, just, you know, any, any which way it must work. Now, um, do you think... Um, before the person comes, there needs to be a discussion amongst the spouse on um, how they're going to conduct themselves, themselves, you know, when the person comes. Or do you think they don't, they don't have to have such conversations? So, for example, if um, the brother of a, you know, the wife is coming, do you think um, the husband has to tell his wife that, look, you need to discuss with your, with your brother to, um, you know, to do this around the house or to not do this or do you think that the spouse in question should take it upon herself to just tell her brother whatever like Adenike said you did that in your own situation so I guess for you you would say yes but typically should it be like ingrained that you know or should you leave the person to common sense and hope that the person just you know has sense and does um the right thing when he or she arrives or he or she comes. Okay, so for me personally, I'm the kind of person that I I like to lay things bare. So if my uh, husband's relative is coming to the house, for example, of course, in our own case, when I said my uh, husband's cousin was already living with him before I, I moved in. I was the one that moved in, so I didn't get the opportunity at the time. But uh, if, for example, I was we were already married and his relative was coming to stay with us, I think we should sit down and have a conversation and say, oh, for example, maybe his cousin wants to come and stay for a while because she wants to write exams. For example, I would say that, oh, when she's coming, we'll talk, okay, uh, where is she going to sleep? You know, all those living arrangements. Uh, will she be able to work, do any housework? So, for example, for someone that is going to write exams, you expect that the person is preparing, the person is kind of like the exam is high on the person's mind. So we are talking about that. And in such a circumstance, I think that as I would... I would be willing to accommodate that the person won't be able to do a lot of work because the person is studying in that particular case. And it's short term. So, you know, we'll have that conversation and we'll go back and forth and say, oh, in this case, oh, she can stay in the third room, for example. Then we used to have a third room. And then we say, oh, she can stay in the third room. Uh, she, uh, by the time she comes back, uh, she'll be, it'll be too late for her to make anything and also we'll cook for her. If she has the opportunity to do anything, yeah, she can do. But in such a circumstance, I won't expect so much from such a person because, you know, the visit is kind of focused. And we've had cases where someone came, in that case, it was my former pastor. She came for a conference and she stayed in her house a couple of times. Of course, she's older than both of us. Are, so both of us are talking about how we're going to meet her need. We discuss it as a family unit. And then we say, oh, okay. So my husband is like, well, when she's going in the morning, I'll drop her off because 
uh, otherwise we'll have to arrange for how she will get there. So, you know, we sit down and we analyze it because we, I'm speaking from real life experience. So, you know, we've had my elderly pastor come around and then we're like, okay, so, okay, what's she going to eat? Who's going to be at home when she is back? Who's going to, how is she going to get back here? So, you know, we sit down and we plan it. Because we are expecting, we she she gave us enough notice. We planned around it, and we said, okay, yeah. So that's the case where it's someone that's coming for a short term stay. Of course, on top of the fact that my cousin, so you can already pick from all I'm saying that I am not one of those people that believe in just my husband and I. I as quiet as I may be, I seem to like to have people around, even if we're not just in. Maybe that's how I ended up on this arena anyway. Uh, so, you know, uh, we're like, okay, come around. We plan it. So if it's, for example, let's say I have no, I don't, I've had the case where I said my brother came around. And when my brother came, I sat him down. I was like, bros, I know you are working and all, but you still have to make your presence known. Because in this particular case, my husband's cousin is in our house. He does work in spite of the fact that he has his own regular job. He's still useful around the house. So you cannot come and come and be crossing your leg in my house. There's something wrong with you. So, you know, I would expect that because it's my brother coming in this case, I'm, I sit him down and I talk to him and I tell him that I don't expect you to come and show yourself as a responsible human being. And, uh, well, I, I'm thinking in the case where it was my husband's friend that came, of course, I wasn't expecting my husband's friend to come and start doing housework in my house and all of that. So the dynamics were different then because for me, it's just like when it was my pastor coming, we, it was someone that we were hosting. So I wasn't expecting anybody doing any work in such cases. So I know that I'm at least it's those of us that work in the house before that used to work all like when my mom would come around uh that's when you now see my husband scrubbing here, getting me all these places. And I'm like, calm down. It's my mom that's coming. It's not it's not even like it's your own mother that maybe you say your MIL. So I would say depending on who it is that's coming, you of course the dynamics are different. If it's my in-law, I'm doing trying to do my best to show myself as a good wife, you know. He's his in-law is trying to show himself to be a good husband. You know, all of those dynamics are playing, are playing out. Uh, which reminds me again of the gist we had about that lady that has had her mother-in-law staying with her forever. The pressure will be high on her because we are trying to make sure that they won't come. You know, I have a cousin that said then that when her mother-in-law will come, she'll be checking all the window panes and say, oh, this place is dirty, this place is dirty. So you, you know, you're just under a lot of pressure trying to keep things clean and all and all that and all that. So you're not your real self in quotes. So that's the strain I was talking, part of the strain I was talking about when I said that when you have people living with you, you're not it will be, you know, sometimes you eat, you leave the plate, you wash it the next day, but you know, because you're trying to to show that you're a good person, you know, you're doing everything right, and it can be a bit stressful. So back to what I was saying, it depends on the dynamics. If it's like maybe a, my, a junior, my husband's cousin that is younger to me, and she has to come because she has to come to school. So in this case, She's not sitting for an exam. Let's say she's coming to school to for 
for three sessions. So she's living with us for three sessions in such a case. In such a case, first of all, my husband and I would have agreed. We've agreed on, okay, we are taking this child on as a ward. And in that case, I expect that, okay, he will let her know that you are going to be working in this household. You didn't come here for your slave to take care of you. You are working. And I would expect that he will be the one to discuss with her what the living arrangements will be. And, of course, all of us will be... I would expect, first of all, he will discuss with her, they will have that agreement. And when she comes in, probably will now have a sit-down and we will all talk through it and say, okay, yeah, this is what you will do. This is what you can expect from us. I know there will be ground rules. I like to talk up front. Let's know where everybody is so that anyone that is breaking the agreement knows that it's you that broke the agreement. You get what I'm saying, right? If it's about um, the couple trying to discuss how they would comport themselves around, you know, this person that is coming to live with them, you know, probably um, there are things that they do, you know, when they are alone and um, they want to see how they can um, work around that or manage their expressions, you know, around that person. And then they discuss that um, between themselves okay i can understand that but if you're talking about um them sitting down to say okay oh you when your brother comes or when your sister comes or when you know your family member comes this is just tell the person that this is what they have to do and all of that well I, for me I, I don't think that conversation is um necessary and um i just think that if they have a rule or if they have specific rules, you know, in their house that they follow and that, you know, everybody that lives in that house is expected, you know, to adhere to, um, what should be done is that when the family member comes, especially now, if you're talking about a younger one, okay, um, the, the spouse, you know, who is, affiliated to that person you know should let them know that okay in our house so this is what we do these are the things that are expected of every family member you know and stuff like that so that upfront the person knows you know what is expected of him or her well otherwise you know if there are no rules like that you know no specific guidelines to follow in a home or in that particular house, then I think you should just let the person, you know, be, and then just observe them and see how they behave. So if you see them behaving out of tone, or if they're not doing things that, you know, common sense should tell them to do, or if they are crossing their boundaries, then you can, you know, step in again. It's, it would be nice if it's the sibling that is, or sorry, if it's the spouse that is affiliated, you know, to this person, you know, to call them to order and to say, hey, do it this way, do it that way, you know, and I think everybody should be fine. So interesting points from um, the both of you. Now let's take it a step further now. Let's say that um, the family member has come to stay and um, you realize that um, 
they've not been doing anything around the house so the house is just there they are just um just not doing anything probably you feel like they're taking um they're like one of the spouses um for granted so let's let's assume for the sake of this discussion that um it's the um wise sibling for example that has come to stay and um, this sibling is not doing anything around the house doesn't help cleaning out doesn't just do anything do you think it's um in the rightful place of the husband to you know call the 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 person in question to order or do you think this person should first you know discuss with the spouse you know let them know that okay this person is not doing this and all of that um they want to speak to the person or is it okay that the person you know um goes with the mentality that we are one family so i can you know i can always call this person to order after all it is in my own house you know after all you know <laughs> it really doesn't have to be the family in question so the husband can easily walk up to the um, person and to say look you've not you've, you've you've just been in the house you're not doing anything and also when it comes to him aside from chores let's talk about um financing especially when you have somebody staying in the house long term so long term meaning personal you know is going to be there maybe for a year i mean i mean it could it could be some months but i mean if, if you realize if you recognize it is long term do you think that um the person in question should bring in some sort of finance by finance i don't mean anything um big scale it could be something as simple as i'm go i go out i come back or i bought some apples and i put down um or i went out and i bought i saw miss pie or i went or maybe let's assume the person eats in the house which is normal the person then goes out and buys pizza pack of pizza comes back to the house and maybe enters their room and goes to eat their their pizza alone without even um for um giving to like you know offering to the other members of the house and then the one of the spouses sees the pizza pack inside the 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 bin their bin do you think the person should call out the other person look ah you should have at least offered to give us something or whatever so basically in two parts what do you think about the chores where one where the sibling has dropped the ball should the other spouse speak directly to the um, person in question or should he or she speak to the spouse first also when it comes to just little things you know you go out you buy um you buy i mean it could even be something as simple as um maybe the broom in the house is you know bad and the person goes you know should the, just little, little 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 things like that i believe you get what you get what, um, what i'm trying to say Okay, so if you ask me, um, let's first of all talk about the issue of um, bringing money to, to the house and all of that. It depends on the, uh, the the financial capability of the person living with you. So again, I will not say that they are hard and fast rules. So if the person that is living with you is someone that is earning an income, so for example, it's a worker and is just living with you, as was the case with my husband's cousin, he was earning but i also did well i wasn't the, i'm not the main financial provider in the house it's his cousin that did that that brings the money so for me it was i wasn't feeling strained financially having him around because whatever money is coming is uncle bring money so for me in that particular case 
I won't be able to say, oh, he's a financial strength to me. But let's say the tables were turned and or let's say I was the prime, I was the one bringing the money that we were all spending in the house and it was coming from my purse and all of that. But maybe I can begin to say, oh, I'm beginning to grumble at that point because it's like, oh, I'm using my my money to feed an extra person. So I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of many men whose uh, wives, relatives show up in the house and the man is having to spend 300k per month for feeding and all because his wife's relatives are living with them and the woman does not seem to think that it's something that she should recognize. I think that um, in taking the decision to ask people to come and stay in your house and all, you should look at the uh, how much you can financially accommodate and you should consider the person bringing the money out. Because in my opinion, I feel that's one of the places where women are not usually fair to their husbands because they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking care of them, I'm the one cleaning the house and all of that. But who is paying for, as in the payment for this person that is coming that is an additional mouth to feed or an additional person to care for? Where is all of that coming from? I think it's one one thing that the couple should have discussed before agreeing that someone can come or not come to leave. So if you honestly cannot afford it, I think that it's better to be a bad person up front and tell them that, see, so let's go back to the case of that, our uncle that has been, uh, that has been without a job for, say, four years, and the wife has been the one carrying the burden of the house, then he brings his mother again to come and be living with them, which means that now she's taking care of husband, kids, and mother. Maybe the mother also has some health challenges, so she still has to be getting drugs and, you know, be giving care for her. I think that if I was in that woman's shoes, I would probably have told my husband that your mother can't stay with us anymore. You have to find something for her. I cannot accommodate her. That's assuming I cannot as in if I look at my finances and I can, I think it's better to come up front and say, it is expensive, I can't do it. But you know, yeah, we are in Africa and all of that, but I prefer to have those hard conversations up front rather than where you now begin to use body language to hope that the person will pick up and, you know, and get upset and leave. I honestly feel like if the person is a financial strain to you, or to your family. In some cases, it may be that all oh, because the man is is using all his money to take care of his family. You are you are now suffering for it. I think you all should have that conversation. It's a difficult one to have, but I think it's better to have it upfront than to begin to let it strain your relationship because it will strain your relationship. So I think it's better to just pick up and say. So let's look at a scenario, for example, where it's the person is earning an income but the person is not lifting a finger to help financially i think that um, after if let's say it was my in-law that was doing that living in my house i think it's better to still have that conversation with my husband and tell him that he's uncle see your brother your brother is making money why can't can't you talk to him you should be able to do something so that he can be responsible i think it's better for him to hear from his brother than for it to be me that I'm the, there's a, I have a cousin that keeps saying that there's a reason why Oimbo people came up with the Lord with the word in law. Your sister in law is not your sister. 
There's a reason why that in-law is there. So the things you can easily tell your sister. When you tell your sister in law, they will now there is the offense will still enter somehow. There are things you can tell your sibling that if it comes from someone else, they would take offense. So I would still recommend that it's better for the person related to the in-law as the owner of the relative to talk. So my expectation is that after you've raised it, so if there's anything the your in-law living with you is doing that you're comfortable with. I think you should have that chat with your spouse first and uh, ask your spouse to please handle it. And if your spouse is not handling it in a way you're comfortable with, you people know me, I'll say you should also take it to the Lord in prayer. And um, afterwards, what me? This is the real me. The real me. Well, I probably would look for someone that they in love respect and find a way to chip it in and tell the person that I beg go, maybe like the in-laws pastor, let's see for example, can you spell to go and visit the pastor and just know his pastor and you know, or maybe one of his church members and all, and as we are just in, I can just bring up that whole, I bring up the scenario that what do you think about someone that lives with other people and doesn't contribute financially in any way, though they have money. Whatever that person says, you now tell me if what my in-law is doing is because of the type of people he's hanging around with or what the type of people she's hanging around or if it is just them. But or last last, I will bring it up somehow, but not directly because I just think it's not proper for you to be the one coming up with those issues but let's say it's my money that we are using in the sense that i'm the only one working like in that uh, uncle's case i keep referring to them because i think they are the best scenario to use in this case i would i would begin to save my money honestly so if if what i was getting was 300k from the office and I'm, i find that i'm spending 250k taking care of husband mother-in-law, father-in-law, etc. I always start keeping part of my own money so that we can use it for other things. And uncle, now it's 150 we have for this house. How do you want us to spend the 150? How in fact I'll even start giving him the 150, let him be deciding how he wants to do whatever he wants to do with it. And I'll start keeping the rest of my money. And we'll be looking at ourselves. What do you want me to do? That's me being honest. Honest truth. Yeah. It depends. And I'm going to start with the sibling that does not, you know, help around the house. I want to assume that this is a much younger sibling, you know, and in this case now, it's the white sibling we are talking about. So I honestly do not think that the man needs to go talk, you know, anything over with the wife, you know, as regards um, what the sibling is doing and how it should... Um, you know, um, approach the matter. I think in the capacity of an older brother, because let's really take a look at it. The man also probably has um, younger siblings that are within the same, you know, age um, range with the wife's sibling. So in the capacity of an older brother, he can go to the sibling, you know, to call the sibling to her and say, hey, you live in this house. You just simply have to help around the house. And this is the common sense we are talking about. Like, it's just common sense that when you live, you know, with someone, you live in a house, 
you should hop around the house. You can't just sit down and then expect, you know, people to be working for you. So, and like I mentioned earlier, if, if somebody cannot display common sense, then maybe someone can lend him, you know, common sense. I say, hey, come, let me lend you common sense. This is what you are expected to do. So, except, you know, they have a help at home, you know, that does the chores, or maybe there are, there are children that are grown and um, those ones are the ones that take care of chores at home. For instance, I know that when I go to my um, older siblings' house, I practically, you know, don't lift a finger to do much because I mean I have grown um, nieces and nephews. Oh, I mean I mean they are responsible for the chores at home. So, but then when they were much younger, for instance, when they were toddlers, when they were kids, if I go to my sister's house, I will work. You know, I will help around the house. In fact, I will babysit. I mean, I used to babysit a lot. I love babysitting. So. I mean, that was my specialty. That was my area of specialization. But then I would still walk around the house. You know, you can't sit down there and expect that our people will be the ones, you know, moving um, things around for you. No, it doesn't make sense. And I think that the, the, the man can go to the sibling in the capacity of an older brother and then call the sibling to order. But, um, I, well, before I move on, and um, the wife self does she need anybody to prompt her to tell her sibling what to do i mean your sibling is living in your house and is not helping around the house and you cannot tell your sibling no you need to do this you need to do that i mean it, that also doesn't make sense to me so if you are living with somebody you're living under their roof you are hitting their food and then let's say you know you just want to sit there no that's that's not that's not acceptable you have to help her run the house and i mean for me like cynthia would say kosoro that's not like something we even need to start debating in my own opinion now um if this sibling or this family member now is an elder hey you know yes maybe the man can um approach the wife and then talk it over with her and then they both find ways to you know um attend to the situation so that it doesn't get messy okay i can understand that um now um let's talk about someone living with a couple you know on a long-term basis and if it's okay for them to uh, chip in something you know on a regular basis well i would go with um with what adenike said about planning I think if a couple agrees to uh, bring in someone, you know, to live with them, they should have factored a lot of things in. They should know, for instance, that the person, you know, we heat food, you know, and blah, blah, and stuff like that. So it's part of what they should have um, planned or thought about. If they don't have the um, capacity to really be responsible for this person's feeding and the rest of that they should have maybe made an alternative arrangement you know right from the get-go or something as um the situation you know is or as occasion demands but if they say come they, they were the ones that you know agreed that the person should come and stay with them then i want to believe that they are factored you know all of 
um, the needs, at least the needs that they would need to meet, like reading, most importantly now, you know, into their budget, into their plan. And so I don't expect them to really be expecting anything from that person, you know, be expecting that the person would chip in something. I am, I don't think that um, that's how to go about it. But um, um, used to that, you know, you are living with somebody and you are working for that matter. Okay, because um, Danica also mentioned, you know, um, um, something about who the person, you know, that is coming to live with them, who the person, I mean, the, the person's financial, you know, capacity now. So, yes, if the person is um, like um, a student, for instance, and the person is not earning any money. Of course, you know that the person is not even, I mean, doesn't have any money to chip in or what have you. So, but then if we are talking about some, somebody that is working, uh -uh, Abba, do they need to tell you you are working? Nobody needs to tell you that once in a while, you know, you just chip in something. And like Cynthia mentioned, it's not about bringing in some big amount of money or anything like that, but little, little things. You see something, you know, when you go out, you know, fruit or uh, stuff, you just buy, bring home. You know, sometimes even when you see that, you know, something needs to be replaced at home or there is a, you know, a need at home that you can meet. Why not just go ahead and do it at least to even show appreciation, you know, that you, 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 you appreciate the fact that they allow you to stay with them, to stay under their roof, because if you uh with a parent i mean you know how much you'll be spending per month now you know how much will be um coming out of your pocket if you are living alone if you have to you know take care of certain things by yourself your feeding and all of that you know now you know the amount you're going to spend so you're now staying with somebody you're not paying rent they are feeding you ah 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 no they shouldn't there are some things that they shouldn't tell you know, you, before you do have common sense, have common sense. That's the idea. That's for me, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people, it's because they're not using common sense when they are living with other people. That's why there are strains, you know, and frictions. That's what I believe. Don't use common sense. Nobody needs to, nobody needs to come and tell you, oh, you know, I mean, we, we are experiencing financial strain and all of that. Uh, uh, well, come on, just do the right thing. And, you know, Everything will be all right. That's what I think. Thank you. <laughs> this um, looked like you had to have a deep think before answering. You're about to say, oh, God, <laughs> it took a lot of wisdom, but, you know, great um, insights and great answer from the both of you. Now, I want us to touch on, um, specifically here, um, you know flipping the coin but because this happens most often than not where the husband's um, sibling comes and she doesn't do you know the sister specifically or maybe maybe even brother come and doesn't do anything and rise on the glory that my husband is the head of this house and as such you know by extension whether older or younger such respect you know for one's um husband has to be conferred onto her and so she moves around the house lazing around you know with 
shoulders puffed and you know carrying on like this is my brother's house this is my house this is this this is that and then you know if by extension i can say mother as well you know she just comes and says because this is my son's house i i, I rule i call the shot you know i am the i'm the thing i'm the in thing so let, let's just let's just talk about that you know what do you think about that what do you have to say about that also let's talk about those that just show up at your door without any um prior notification or just no 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 calling no telling no 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 letting you know i'm coming but not because they feel ah ah my sister not in my sister's house they carry their bag bang bang and just say knock at the door come 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 who is that ah, it's me oh brother or oh, it's me oh sister and they show up and even if it's just for a short stay or long stay <laughs> how does that go down well with you for me i know already <laughs> child <laughs> that is <laughs> even let me go into it but <laughs> let's talk about those two scenarios so just to recap um people that um um the husband's um sibling that goes around the house you know claiming the this is my brother's house by extension you must accord that high level of respect you know by not really doing any, not doing anything just basically just sitting and sitting around raising up leg you know waiting to be served and then when they're done eating they drop the drop the plates those, those are those examples but you you know you, you get the general idea and for relatives that show up at your doorstep without um prior notification because they feel like this is my family member's house by extension the door should always be open to me. Thank you, Cynthia, for that question. Now that the table has turned, I'm also going to say the same thing that I said when the table was on the other side. Okay, that's when it was the wife's sibling that we were considering. If it's the husband's sibling that is living with a couple and um, is not doing anything to help around the house. Yes, the lady of the house can, you know, call him or her to order in the capacity of an older sibling because I still assume that we are talking about a much younger sibling now. Okay, for me, I mean, it's just as simple as that. You don't go to an elderly person's house and then sit down and expect that it's the people around that will be working for you. I mean, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? I mean, it's just bad manners. That's It's as simple as that. I don't care about all that. You know, it's my brother's house nonsense. It's bad manners for you to go. In fact, when you go to live with someone, you should help around the house one way or the other. It's 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 simple. It's It's common sense. That's that for me. There is um there is no um back and forth about that. And I would also say that the husband must he you know wait for the wife to raise eyebrows before you know he calls his sibling to order. So for me, it's the same thing. The same thing I said, you know, when it was um the the wife. You know, the wife sibling that we were considering. I'll I'll also say the same thing. You know. Um, with respect to the husband's sibling. And um, if it's a much older person, well, of course, um, as regards chores, we, I mean, I can't even say, I mean, give honor to whom honor is due. Let's just um, leave it you know, like that. But 
um, you know, the fact that, oh, um, I'm in my son's house or I'm in my, you know, this is our brother's house, you know, that kind of thing that people do. And then they want to call it short and everything like that. I say, no, for me, as far as I'm concerned, you don't go to someone else's house to call the shots. And by the way, it's not one person's house. These are two people building a home together. So it's both, you know, of them that um, have authority in that house. The husband has authority in the house. The wife also has an authority in that house because it's also a house. It's their home. So you don't go to someone else's house. And then call the shots, whether the person is your child or not. No. When you are in your own house, you can call the shots. In another person's house, no, you don't call the shots. Okay? You adjust. Of course, it's not to say that, I mean, if an elderly person comes to, you know, live with you for one reason or the other, that you shouldn't also make, you know, your own adjustments. Of course, you have to make your own adjustments, but I do not agree that it's the couple that will make most of the adjustments, either one or both of them, you know, just to suit the person that is coming to live with them. No, the, the person that is, you know, going to live with someone else should make a lot of adjustments because the fact that they have even allowed you to come into their home to, you know, take care of you, to house you. They have made that, that adjustment on its own, okay? So, I mean, you don't expect them to make so much adjustment, you know, just for your own benefit. And then you just want to do what you want or you want to behave how you like. No, I do not agree with that. You don't call the shots in another person's house. From where I stand, no, you don't. They call the shots in their own house. You, that you are the visitor, you adjust, you know, to their system at least as much as you can. They should, of course, accommodate you too, but don't go there with excesses. No, no. I, I, I mean, that's a big. Don't even, that's not for me. You don't call the shots in another person's house, whomever you are. All right. Um, I'll just rest that case. Now for uh, people who show up, family members who show up at, you know, relatives doorsteps, Without prior notice, because don't do that though. Don't carry your bag and start coming to my house when you have not told me that you are coming. No, don't, don't. It's it. See, I get saying it. Common sense. Let's just be using small, small sense. If we do that, life will be very easy. How can you pack your bags and start going to someone's house without telling them? Won't they plan? Won't they, you know, um, adjust to accommodate you? Won't they even need to decide to make a choice whether they want you to come or not? You, you can't just show up, you know, on people's doorsteps for what now? Mm -mm. It's 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 not okay. It's wrong. It's bad manners. You know, it's um. Let's be using sense, share. That's all I want to say. Okay, tell the person, you know, ahead of time, and not like you're coming tomorrow. You're telling me to deal because that's that's not enough time. Okay. It's not even like I tell you, you're coming next week, you're telling me this week, especially if you're coming, you know, on a very um, long stay or something like that. No, you should have told me at least um, way ahead of time. Let me uh, make up my mind that I want you to come. Let me make the necessary adjustments that I need to make before you come. 
don't just show up on people's doorsteps. For somebody like me, if you just show up on my doorsteps, ah, <laughs> I don't know because I'm a, I, I love my privacy. So I have to not just even physical adjustment. Now I have to make mental adjustments, you know, about having someone else in my space and everything like that. So you have to at least let me know that, okay, you're coming. I have said, okay, you know, made all the necessary adjustments and then you can now come. Not that you just carry your bag. And if you are just coming for a visit, maybe you're coming now and then you're going in the next few hours. Okay, we can still, that one can still accommodate, but that you are staying over. Ah, you better tell me before you come. If not, you, you just surprise yourself. I, I don't I don't think it's nice, Sha. I don't think it's a good idea to just show up on people's doorsteps. It's not cool. Hey, hey, Cynthia. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, it's a deep question. Yeah, it's not an easy one to answer. And when I give my answer, I try to give an answer irrespective of the genders involved. But I'll repeat again. So in this case, if it's the case where it's the man's family member living with the people and um, the and the woman and say the family member is not doing chores. I think that's the concern in this case. So the first time I answered, I was looking more in terms of the family member not contributing financially. So if it's the case of the family member not doing chores, again, we need to look at the peculiarities like you all have rightly picked up. Is it an older or younger person? Is it an older or younger person? Uh, so if it's an older person, that's the the in-law is older than the wife in this case, or maybe even older than both the husband and the wife. I think uh, they need to be a bit realistic, honestly. Um, I would expect if an older person is living with me, I won't really be expecting the person to do a lot of chores. Of course, hopefully, if you can help me out, for example, with my kids and all, that would be beautiful. But uh, if it's someone that is living with us, so depending on the peculiarities, again, you know, there could be a case, for example, maybe a single mom. Let's say the the man's sister is a single mom, let's say in that case, and she has her own kids. Um, I won't expect her to be sweeping and doing all that in my house. However, I would um, expect that at least maybe she can even get her kids to work in the house and all. And, you know, so that's a peculiar case. And I would expect, again, like I said before, that it's the brother in this case that should have a conversation with his sister that, Madam, you've come with your kids. At least the least you can do to make our lives easier is to chip in. I won't expect the wife in this case to speak with the sister-in-law or her kids or whatever. I would expect it to be something that the man would address with his own family members. Because these things, like I said before, your in-law is not your sister. Your in-law is your in-law. And... Uh, particularly in the crimes we're in. I think you need to apply wisdom in this matter. So, yeah, so I've painted the scenario. The sister-in-law is there. She Maybe she has to, she's having problems with her husband. So she's moved, she's moved in with her uh, brother and his family. And so they are living in the same house with them. 
I would expect that uh, being a reasonable person, even if she cannot do a lot, I think she should try to do a lot anyway. But for whatever reason she was, she's unable to, I would expect her to at least get her kids to support. That's one thing I think she could do. Um, and let's say, let's look at another scenario where the woman has come with her kids and she's not doing anything. Maybe she's still... Uh, feeding off them and then she's coming and saying because it's her brother's house and uh, so she's making the wife stay in the house a bit difficult because those are the kinds of scenarios that you have that bring all of these trains it's stressful and um, I expect the man to address it with his uh, siblings and if the man is not addressing it I expect the woman to Talk to people that can make them see. Because if she goes by herself, it's going to cost even more strain. But it's not okay for her to just take it like that. As I find people that are reasonable enough to talk to both the man and his sister that, hey, this thing is difficult. Of course, I'll say pray about it. If I was in such a situation, I would speak to my husband and say, oh, God, I can't deal with this thing. And I don't want to go and talk to your sister because it will cause more trouble. Uh, please, address it. It's not okay. You know, but I won't go to the sister and say, Madam, you need to move because it really doesn't speak well eventually. But I'm pleading with the such sisters-in-law, if you're listening, please be reasonable. Be reasonable. It's your brother's house, but it's like uh, Dr. Yatunde said, it's both your husband and his wife's house. Because she has she has left her father and mother to come and live with a man and cleave. So please stop putting that unnecessary strain on the family. It is unfair. I think we really need to beg these people. You people are making life difficult for the wife when you come and you're saying it's my brother's house. Many times they are both paying the rent together or they are paying the mortgage together. So it's not only your brother's house. It is the family house, the husband and wife's house. In fact, we usually laugh in our house because uh, most of the kids that I know, when they are coming to our house, they will say they are coming to my daughter's house. They don't even call her names. So that one does not even pay rent. So in our own case, it's neither my husband's house or my own house. It's my daughter's house today. So all that mindset of that, uh, it's my brother's house. You don't know the dynamics of their finances. It is not your brother's house. Please stop making it difficult. So this is my appeal to such people. So if it's a case where it's a younger person, I will still say the same thing because in this, um, particularly for the Yoruba people, they will tell you that there's no in-law that you say is small. So again, I would say, let the man address his family members. Don't come to our house and make our lives difficult. We will not come to your house and make your life difficult. You want your brother to help you. You want your brother to take care of you. Respect his wife. Show respect. I would expect that for the younger one. Even if you're schooling, you're working. I lived with my aunt at some point when I was schooling. And... Um, uh, just a bit of an aside, that one is my mother's sister, so it's not a case of Ingo, my auntie, but she was more or less like my grandma because she's many years older than my mom. And uh, when I went to live with her, you know, I went to school, so I was kind of like very schooly. And uh, my mom knows that much about me that 
I'm on a good day. I am not hard working, honestly. But you know, I got there and I know my weakness. I know that if I enter the room and all that, I will not do anything. I won't do any work. I can be alone and do nothing all day after school. But you know, I started off sometimes I would try to sweep. But the day me I stopped working was the day I heard my aunt telling my mom that I'm lazy. And I said, okay, this man wants to know laziness. But after some time, I now spoke to myself again. And I was like, is it your grandma you are dragging with? Better behave yourself and make sure you work. So, you know, I, I told her up front that this is the reason why I stopped working. Because I heard you telling my mom that I'm lazy. So I wanted you to know how lazy I can be. But, you know, we sorted all of that out. And we agreed on the work I would do, even though I go to school and all of that. And it played to my strength. I think she was like, well, I should spend a bit more time with her grandchildren, let them be able to come. And, you know, so those ones will come after school. Because before I used to lock my door, so they are never allowed to come in. I'm just on my own. So, you know, I now started opening up and letting them in. I'll help them with their homework. Those ones play to my strength because all those sweeping your house, all those things, even if I sweep it, still sweep again. Normally. But I've grown now. I'm better. So at least I'm trying to run a cleaning business now. So I'm probably getting better. But then I was like, I beg, I don't do any housework. I want to see people's problems. So I spoke with my aunt. We agreed. Okay, this is what you do for me. Our grandkids will come around. I'll be able to, those ones who chill with me, who have fun, who play games. And that was helpful for her because then the people that should date, they will not be distracting the other people working. And at least I was contributing. So even if you're schooling, you can still make your presence felt somehow. Don't go to people's houses and become uh, a bora. The gods that cannot be spoken to, it's I think it's wrong. Go wrong. I've been looking for how to say that. Go wrong now. It's very wrong. Please be useful. As in, let, let it be that when you are moving now, people go like, Oh, I miss so so. So, I had cousins that stayed with us when we were younger, and whenever they're going, they're like, Oh, I miss my cousin because you know, they were fun to be with you, hang out, and of course, that helps my parents focus on other things. So don't go to other people's houses and become a, a nuisance. We are begging you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And to the siblings of such difficult family members, call your family members to order. It shouldn't be your spouse that should be saying that, whether it's husband or wife. But typically, it's usually those related to husbands that usually exhibit such behavior. And it is wrong. I think it should be the... Oh, now the relative that should call his or her relative to order. And yeah, in the case, I had some cousins that stayed with us. And, you know, they were just like a real pain in the neck to us. But, you know, the rest of us were just complaining, just grumbling. So one day, my sister wrote them a letter. She wrote them a letter and told them all the things they were doing to mess up. No, but then at that point, my dad was ignoring, ignoring until the time that they now went to when their cup was full with my dad, the day their cup was full with my dad, we did not even have to have any conversation with him. They went to, as in, I don't know how to say it in English, but I don't know the meaning how to translate. They did pass themselves because they were twins. That The day my dad, was, the cup was full with him, my dad told them, 
that he doesn't want to come back from work and meet them in his house. No, we were like, ah, this man that we've been complaining since he did not do anything. So he came back, so everybody was like, forget, he won't do anything. You guys should just chill out. When he came in that night and he saw them, he was like, people are still here. In your best interest, just move before I die. He's giving them one more day that they should move. So that's how they left too. After all of us had been complaining and complaining and saying everything, my dad pretended as if he did not hear. But the day that they carried their Sarah past, mashallah, she was him. So maybe I would just say that for such a wife that is dealing with her, just go and pray that they will carry their Sarah past, mashallah, she with their brother so that they will move. Because that was the day that we had deliverance from those my cousins. I don't even want to tell you all their all the things they did to make our lives difficult in the house. But the day that their cup was full, they went to pass their boundary with my dad. And they passed, and that was the end. They've not come back. They've not even come to visit since that time, many years ago. So again, I'll say, pray about it. But also, that's for the wife, pray about it. But I don't think it should be the wife that should um, address the family. <laughs> I laughed so much when um, you were sharing your your auntie's story. I didn't care. <laughs> I have a feeling that if if it was my mom in this situation, it wouldn't have ended well for me or for anyone that was, you know, coming to spend time with us. Well, um, we are drawing to a close on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening um, to us. And um, thank you. To my fellow sisters, um, Adenike and Ayatunde, and to our listeners, um, we'd like to take our advice. <laughs> our advice is sorry, if you're going to um, spend time in um, someone's house, it's only um, common sense for you to at least, you know, be reasonable in the way you carry yourself around the house, offer a lending, and don't allow them to actually ask you for it. You know, that's just the right thing to do when you're in someone else's house. Try to make your stay there bearable. Don't, um, don't, um, don't cause problem for the family. And that's, um, as far as we can do on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to us. If you want to share your own um, experiences with, with experiences with us, Please leave us a comment on our post. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram at Gist Arena with a double ending with a double A. So Arena with a double A. Um, look forward to reading from you. Thank you so much. Until next episode, please do stay safe. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of Gisterena. We hope you enjoyed the topic discussed. Please drop your comments and let us know what you think about it. We'll definitely love to hear from you. Until next time, bye!